Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Shuerton Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. As you know, there are certain words you can't say on the radio. You can't say them because most people find them offensive. There are other words that are not offensive, but they trigger equally strong reactions. For example, around here, the words Atlanta Falcons or Confederate statues. Nationwide, the hot button continues to be healthcare. While heated arguments about the delivery of healthcare continue at the political and financial level, on the ground, the actual delivery of healthcare is advancing in a number of fascinating ways. My lunch guests today are both on the forefront of these advances. Amy Quirk is the CEO of Innovation Oxner. As the name implies, it's a division of Oxner Health System dedicated to the technological innovation in the delivery of healthcare. IO, as they're calling themselves, is developing medical technology for both patients and health providers. And some of the innovations are spreading beyond the state and across the country. Amy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Meanwhile, across town, there's another Amy who is revolutionizing healthcare. Amy Dai Domang is the founder of Alice Health. Now, Alice is spelled A L I S and has a very specific agenda. It provides women centered genetic testing that is accessible and affordable. Alice works with genetic testing labs across the country to test for a wide range of issues from carrier screening to hereditary cancer diagnostics. And what may surprise you as much as it did me is that Alice delivers these advanced genetic tests for as little as $200. Amy, welcome out to lunch. All right, thank you for having me. Amy from Oxner, this is the way we'll have to do this. Um, they, uh, let me start with you. You're heading up a department in a very large health system. You reportedly have all kinds of people contributing to your daily endeavors, software developers, social workers, nurses, pharmacists, doctors, and scientists. And yet your own background is in none of these fields. You started out as a very successful attorney and you spent some time in economic development for the city of New Orleans. Uh, you may not be a household name to the average New Orleanian, but you were personally extremely instrumental in strengthening and growing the city's economy through the creation of the New Orleans Business Alliance and other initiatives. It wouldn't be surprising if, after working for the city, you moved to Washington, D.C. or Manhattan. What attracted you to now work in healthcare? Well, thanks so much, Peter. I'm so glad to be here. So when I, um, I left Jones Walker, I was, a, I was a partner at Jones Walker and thought I'd be there for the rest of my life. And I had this opportunity to go do something different at the city. But when I left the city, I felt, I looked back on those years and I thought, you know, I got to do something creative, work with really smart people and make a difference. And so when I was thinking about what was next, I learned about this opportunity at IO, Innovation Oxner, and learned that it was about the same thing, that there, it was a real opportunity to create an impact. You know, at Oxner, we're saving and changing lives every day. And this was a way for me to use my diverse talents and put it towards something that 
affects real people every day. And so I've, I love being there. You work with all these people. What's your role to kind of pull them all together? Yes, yeah, so I, I do the business administrative end. And so uh, we run a number of different programs. IO operates like a startup almost within the healthcare system. And so we are, um, our mission is to reimagine, revolutionize the experience and delivery of healthcare. And so that means we do a lot of different things. We've done a lot of work in chronic disease and, and trying to bring um, smart tools, smart digital tools to make the, the care of chronic disease uh, more convenient and better, lead to better health outcomes, which is a big problem in our in our community. Now, when, um, when we think about New Orleans, we think of usually diabetes, Yeah, obesity. diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, um, heart failure, the list goes on and on. Um, so you're also- going to have the Apple Watch just tell you, Frank, put the cake down. <laughs> we, do a- use, we do use Apple Watch, um, and it's not quite telling you that. Maybe Alexa one day will tell you about the cake. Um, but we use a number of digital tools in, uh, and integrate that into, into health care. We're also doing it um, on, a, on a very healthy condition, like pregnancy. We launched a program called Connected Mom um, that is about using digital tools like a, a scale, a cuff, um, to enable pregnant moms who are busy working, uh, maybe they have other kids, living their lives, to receive more constant, continuous care from our care team uh, so they feel better connected to our system while they're living their lives. Are you wearing any of these gadgets now? Not as we I have a We have a on. TSA that lets you into the restaurant. <laughs> the, uh, now, Amy from Alice, <laughs> as I understand it, your company doesn't physically carry uh, genetic testing. You don't have a bunch of people in a laboratory looking through microscopes. You act as a connector between women, their doctors who order genetic tests, and the places that carry out these tests. So who is your client? Are you marketing to doctors or, or women patients? So we're mostly marketing to physicians, but I would say we're equally marketing to laboratories as well. So we're always looking for the newest, latest advanced technology in the genetic space. Um, So that way we can bring it onto our marketplace and offer it to providers at a really affordable cost. And when we think about these, what are the uses? Like I I was looking at uh, some of the list. You had screening, you Mm -hmm. had... Uh, carrier conditions. What, mm-hmm. How many different ways well, are you using this? Since we were talking about expecting mothers, one of the tests that we offer is a non-invasive prenatal test. So literally we can take a sample of a mother's blood and tell whether or not the child she's carrying has a genetic mutation. And this can be used to better plan the pregnancy so if there are any complications, they can better prepare for it after after the fact rather than finding out once they deliver. Amy from uh, Amy from Oxner. Let me ask you. You're kind of a your group is kind of entrepreneurial within um, a big organization. How does that work? Do they leave you alone? Do they encourage you? Do you get to use their deep pockets? What what do you what should I be thinking? Well, it's a mix. Um, our group is founded on a culture of experimentation, discovery, learning. Because really, what we're trying to do is use new thinking and creativity and apply it to some of the most persistent uh, problems we see in healthcare, whether it is chronic disease or um, uh, heart failure and other types of conditions that, that so many of our community are suffering with. So we just come about it from a different way where we're bringing in experimentation. But we stay very closely connected to the system so that we're tackling real-world problems. We want to make a difference in our community, and we just do it by applying new thinking and bringing new tools uh, to the equation. Well, Amy Alice, how do you get in the door in these places? And is genetic testing um, something everybody's 
understands or uh, is comfortable with, or is it kind of the new Absolutely age? not. So genetic testing is one of those things when you walk into a room and it's a group of people who are not in the medical space, typically as soon as you say the word genetic, their eyes kind of gloss over. Really? I would say it's almost, it's about 50-50. So when you go into a room of physicians, yeah, don't try and speed dating. <laughs> and when you approach your physician, don't be surprised if they're not completely warmed up to genetic testing because it's fairly new. The advances that we've experienced have come very rapidly and a lot of providers are still trying to grasp not only how to use these tests but what to do with the information that they get out of it. Because once they get this genetic information that there is a genetic mutation, you do have a higher risk of developing certain types of cancers. Then there's the, what do we do after this? And there's not that much research out there to prove that by taking certain steps based off of genetic information that is going to result in long-term impactful results. So what do you so do if that's not We out have to provide the education around, one, first, how the technology works in a very simple, easy to, to understand format. And then we have to help them in figuring out what to do with those results. So we work with a team of genetic counselors that can either counsel the physician if they want to work directly with the patient, or they can also counsel the patient so that way the patient understands more what, what their genetic makeup actually means because it's not a definitive answer as to what's going to happen down the road. Now on the front end, the marketing side, mm -hmm. uh, how do you put together a team to do this? This isn't as simple mm -hmm. as uh, selling a, oh, kind of a, a drug that's already been out there. You actually mm -hmm. have to show the concept. Right. So I, I was very fortunate to acquire a business partner who's great at education. So one, we really wanted to make sure that we had our education and training in place. And two, we focus on working with um, women sales representatives that have worked in the space. Um, so you have an all-woman sales we force? We have an all-woman sales force. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So it's it's women that are promoting women's services. So who, who better talk about um, women's health than women themselves? It's great for a woman to speak firsthand uh, to her experience using these tests and what they did with the results once they got the information back on what their DNA said about their health. And I was mm -hmm. kind of poking fun at the other Amy because of her diversified background, but you are, you and your sister are about to open a coffee shop? We are about to open up a coffee shop, yes. Where's so it going to be? At the corner of Carondelet and Perdido. So oh, if down you're, near the hospitals? Yes, down near the hospitals. Um, actually, really close to One Shell Square. So you'll see me running around town from, you know, doing healthcare and then to coffee and back to healthcare. I keep seeing you switching the two uniforms mm -hmm. and that. Exactly. Because a lot of people think now that coffee is good for you, right? These oh, are mainly it coffee absolutely roasters. absolutely is because uh, I know that if I don't have my coffee in the morning, I'm going to have a headache at the end of the day. So oh, this... therefore, t to me, coffee is a good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Amy Dye Domang, founder of Alice Health, and Amy Quirk. CEO of a healthcare technology division of the Oxner Health System called Innovation Oxner. Um, Amy, let me ask you, you worked for the city, um, and I've done some work for the city too. Did you, did you come away frustrated or did you feel like you really could make a difference? I, I thought my experience working with the city was one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. Um, there were so many people, and there are so many people who are committed um, to working to continually improve the city. I mean, we've come so far. We have so much promise ahead of us. Um, but I, I left feeling with very, very encouraged about the future of our city and, and loved the experience. And really, that's what put me on the path, I think, to being able to, to work with Oxner in healthcare. 
um, and to, to working also with other smart people who are committed to making a difference in this community. Um, you know, Oxford right now is already a national and global destination for healthcare. Um, and we're also developing ourselves as a leader in innovation. You know, who would have thought that New Orleans really had the, has the opportunity to, Tell to the lead rest of the, the country, country yes, in, in healthcare innovation? And, and, um, and so in much in that spirit, that's, that's how I ended up in this place, is that the, the promise of this community is so great. And, um, you know, maybe I'm a glass half full kind of person, but I, but I am. I, I, see, I see promise and, and, um, I and think building on that from the big. city. We have our challenges, but that's what makes it <laughs> yeah. fun, right, is yep, that yep. we can work to solve them. And, um, and that's what we're doing every day in I.O., so it's a, it's a good time. And other Amy, I have to ask you this. How do you make those tests affordable? You're, mm -hmm. you're a small organization. Mm -hmm. um, why isn't there some big, big folks out there that want to crush you? Well, because we work with some of the big folks. So it's all about having the, the channel of distribution, right? So we make sure that we have our relationships in place with our providers. Our partners see value in that. So we work with small laboratories. We work with larger laboratories. Um, but it, it's all an effort to, to get patients the, the genetic tests that they need. They're all offered at extremely affordable cash pay prices where you see that laboratory services end up making a profit is from billing through insurance companies so it's through that back-end so billing they process view you more as a really a partner than a mm -hmm. than competition that's yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and Amy Oxner they um, <laughs> uh, how do you define success in your role like, what are the what are the measures we look at at success I mean if we're if it's on a clinical project um, we're trying to say is our work or the innovations that we're bringing, are they improving people's lives? Are we um, getting more people in control? Are we creating a more convenient model of care? Um, are we creating a better experience for our patients? Healthcare is an area where there's so much opportunity for, for change and growth. I mean, you think about the changes that we've seen in other industries um, and um, whether it's in banking or in hospitality. And in healthcare, we know that there's a lot that we can do um, to make the experience better, but more importantly, to make the outcomes better and our communities healthier and stronger. And so that's, those are the measures we look at. Are we driving those outcomes to, to create healthier communities? Are we lowering cost of care? And are we creating a better experience? That's what we're looking at. And what are some of the innovations that you either have now or have up your sleeve for the future? Yeah. Well, I mentioned Connected Mom, and since we've been talking about about the mom um, um, and, and women's services. You guys um, ought to get together on that, right? We, we should. This is, and that's how we fund the show. It's finders fees for putting these things together. Um, Connected Mom is, is a really exciting program that we're expanding now. Uh, and it's really about changing the, the way we think about care. It doesn't always have to be that you come into a clinic. I mean, we've got clinics all around our area. We've got more than 60 health clinics, and those are very important. But there's some care that we can, can offer uh, remotely using digital tools. And um, that's about trying to make the experience more convenient for our patients and to draw a closer relationship with, with their providers so that they know that somebody's looking out for them and that if something is wrong, that we can intervene proactively. We don't have to wait until you randomly show up at a pre-scheduled time. 
we can kind of look at your data and see what's going on and then intervene um, when it's needed rather than, rather than just waiting. Um, so th those are some of the things that we're doing and bringing that into areas like chronic disease, like pregnancy. Um, another project that we work on is, is more in the inpatient space. So think about when you come into the hospital. Um, it can be a pretty disempowering experience, right? We take away your clothes. We don't tell you what yeah, you're you going to do with you. <laughs> you <know this laughs> Jello. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really tell you your schedule of the day. We don't really tell you what's going on. And, and we know that there are tools that we can bring to bear to help with that experience of being a patient in, in a hospital. Um, so we've created a pro program called Optimal Hospital which is about bringing new digital tools as well as changing workflow to promote better sleep uh, for our patients, more information. You know so why they don't sleep well? Because you keep waking them up. Well, exactly. <laughs> We've changed that no. oh, so good, that good. you can All get right. a better night's sleep. I was just sleep. trying to help. I was we, taking a consultant role. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Um, we brought in new technology that, that allows nurses to not have to wake you up at, at night to poke and prod you. And, and then in the morning, we've allowed, we've, we've changed the lab time uh, draws um, to be much later um, so, that, so that you get a couple extra hours of sleep. We've even changed some of the lighting to promote better sleep in the rooms. And so um, we're looking both in the inpatient environment and the outpatient environment to say, how can we make the experience better and how can we drive better outcomes for our patients? Amy, I gotta ask you though, these, these tests, how accurate are they? They're uh, pretty specific. So most of them have an accuracy rate that's over 95%. That's pretty much gold standard in the medical space. You know, when it comes to laboratory testing, nothing is ever 100%. So for us, we never partner with laboratories that don't offer the highest level of excellence in, in genetic testing. So in that way, we can make sure that patients feel confident in the results that they get. And if you, um, and I'm thinking about when you're, you're marketing or these women are out there are marketing for you, are there certain kind of doctors that are just more likely to, to make that step into genetic testing? Is it Basically. You know, sometimes I'll say it's younger physicians who have been more exposed to new technologies. When they and were in medical school. When they were in medical school, and now they're really eager to implement something new into the practice and, you know, like us, be at the forefront of it. Um, so th that's typically a, an easier sell, right, than your older physician who they're going to have to start from scratch if they're going to begin implementing this. You know, they've been, they've been practicing for 20-plus years, and what they have been doing has provided typically really great results for the patients. So it's convincing them that these changes are going to continue to improve patient care and not hold them back, especially in today's world when they have fewer and fewer minutes to spend with patients. They want to make sure that they're using the, the most appropriate services possible. Amy at Oxner, i got, got to ask you this. All these great innovations, but um, how are we going to pay for all of it? Are these expensive or do you view them as maybe in the long run, cost saving. Yeah. Well, as you know, right now, healthcare uh, in, our, in this country is about 20% of the GDP. Um, so we're already spending a lot of money on healthcare. And 
um, it's not really producing the value that I think we want to see in terms of the health of our communities. And our thesis is there's a better way to deliver health care and that can achieve better health um, for our populations and lower costs. And so we're making some investments um, to prevent illness and to make people living live their best lives. Um, and so in time, I think if we transition successfully from a kind of fee-for-service model to one that's more based on value, about how do you get people healthy um, at a lower cost, then we're going to be better off in, in the long run. And so that's, that's what we're moving towards, is how do we provide more value through health care. Now, as we noted in the beginning of this conversation, while the debate about health care policy lurches in Washington, the future of healthcare itself is being forged on the ground. And as we've heard, some of it is happening right here in New Orleans. Amy and Amy, the chance of two women, both named Amy, both revolutionizing healthcare and both based in New Orleans is slim. But slim chances have been responsible for a lot of major changes in the past. You're both doing important and fascinating work. I look forward to keeping up with you and following your continued success. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. All right, thank you. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Amy Quirk, CEO of Innovation Oxner, and Amy Dye Domang, founder of Alice Health. You can find out more about both Amy's healthcare companies by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researchers Ann Christian. You can listen to this show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at our website, itsneworleans.com. You can also keep up with us by following It's New Orleans on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to know what we look like, and that's really the only way to straighten out this Amy Amy confusion here today, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on It's New Orleans Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. 